I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. Just before we get started, want to thank our sponsors for this episode, footballprizes.co.uk, uh, best website to go to if you're wanting to win some fantastic football prizes. As usual, there's some great Celtic prizes on there this week. This week's competition is for some FIFA Ultimate Team cards as a signed Aaron Moy one, signed James Forrest one and a signed Isamaida one if you want to be in a chance of winning that. Uh, go to footballprizes.co.uk and enter. If you put your code in, Tim's 10, it'll get you 10% off. Uh, and this competition ends on Monday at half seven. But thanks to Football Prizes for their continued support and we'll get on with the show. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the evening of Tuesday, the 11th of April. It was a fantastic weekend for us and a fast, fantastic weekend for Celtic as we won a five-goal, eh, I wouldn't call it a, a classic because I think it was anything but, as we'll go on to discuss, but we won a five-goal epic game against Rangers eh, to move 12 points clear with only seven games to go in the league. Tony, it'll bring you in. As I said there, I don't think it was a classic game. I don't think anybody, like, I don't think we played as well as we did in the semi-final, eh, perhaps. But all Saturday about was, first and foremost, not losing the game. But to go out and win that game, just, you'll not, you'll not hear Ange say it for another few weeks. But surely that's it. The league's done now. What was your thoughts on Saturday? Well, I thought it was a classic, going to what I've read. It was a fantastic away performance uh, for Rangers. Um, if uh, Clancy was near the referee, if Raskin and Cantwell had played, if uh, your auntie Boz should be your uncle. Um, so I've seen in the media, apparently we were rattled. Um, there's a big referee in conspiracy, Celtic controlled the media. And if it wasn't for all the things, Rangers would have beat us. But um, back outside the asylum, I thought we were, thought we were OK. I didn't think we were great. Um I thought I don't think it was a thriller either. As he says, there was a lot of mistakes. Um, I think your first goal was really good play. I thought Matt Riley stepped up, and I was absolutely delighted for him. Um, Kyogo does what he does. He's just lethal in the penalty box. I thought their their free kick was was very very good. I don't think anybody can really deny that. Um, it's one of the ones. There's not much you could do. I, I don't think they really created it up to that point. Again, we've got a head against them, and you're waiting in the steadily pile it on, and we we didn't quite do it. Um, I know there's been so much discussion about the Morelos push on Alistair Johnson. I mean, my genuine thing is, is it's maybe slightly harsh on them. They both at each other, but the decisions that mob have got their way this season, I don't think there's been a penalty went against them for about 40 games or something ridiculous, and the shite we've put up with. Um, I really don't care. Uh, 
The second goal, it's Ben Davies just makes a total ass of it and then headers it up, Jota's mid-drift, it doesn't touch his hand. I don't know what Michael Beale and the Hall of Famer are seeing there, but it's just excuses. Kyogo again, clinical third goal again. I don't know what the fuck John Suter's doing. And then Alan McGregor, he just he's about 42 or 43. Um, couldn't get anywhere near. I'm surprised he didn't just fucking lunge at Jota, to be honest, because he's off his nut. Um, but no, 3 1 up. The party starts and then just another shite goal to lose. How you know Martin Tavenny at the back stick? I've, I've watched that game. I'm thinking, could Joe Hart could just like, come out and go to it? I don't know if that's me being harsh on Hart. Um, but after that, I thought we were reasonably comfortable. They just cross the ball. And, I mean, that has been their style of play since I can remember. They will cross the ball for fucking anywhere and cross their fingers. Um, it was a bit like playing like an Aberdeen where they'll get a, like a free kick like just in your half and everybody just piles into the box. It's just pure percentage football. Um, so that's one thing for the semi-final, just try and stop crosses and, and watch for their kind of, the likes of Tavenier coming in at the back. But I, I know, I, I must admit, I was pretty pissed on Saturday as I'm, I'm drunk. Um, I, I don't mean pissed off. Um, I was delighted. Um, but I really don't remember that guy asking Dean Enton Gray. I don't know if that was because I was so drunk, but the way he's been built up, the boy can't well, I, I think, spent more time in the deck. Um, as, I mean, just the, the reports since then is if Rangers were really hard done by it. I'm just, I'm not buying it at all. As, I, I don't think we were anywhere near our best. I thought we played okay at times, but that was not Celtic at their dominant best. But I still thought we were better than them, be, be quite a margin. I thought we passed it better. I thought we created the better chances. Bernabe should have made it 4-2. Um, but no, just uh, some strange stuff in the paper. And obviously their forums are just... Pfft, holy fuck. I was, reading, I was reading something last night. I think this is the one to ban Clancy and Nick, Nick Walsh for iBooks. Um... And then there was some other thread about Scientology. Um, I, I didn't need that one. I couldn't actually bring myself to. Um, but no, the, the meltdown they've had has been, been just fantastic. I mean, it's the fact that it's Kyogo and Ange that are fucking knocking fuck right out of them when a year and a half ago they laughed at the both of them and thought they were on their way to a kind of period of domestic dominance. And it's it's no work to it that way. So it's, it's great. It's great to stick the boot into them and Obviously, they've sent threats to that guy Clancy, which isn't a surprise. And um, everything they said we were in terms of we're paranoid and we're always getting after referees. They've just turned into exactly what they says we were. So it's been it's been hilarious to watch. And I know Tavernier's already come out and says I think we'll see the real, 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 real Rangers in the the semi final. So. Don't get me wrong, eventually, he's got to get it right eventually, they will beat us eventually, I don't doubt that, but um, <laughs> no, it was, it was a great weekend, and as you, I think your first kind of initial question was, yes, the league title is, is just about home and dried, I just, I think the big man's just so relentless, I spoke to him, um, I was in his conference before the game, and the guy just seems so calm, and just always seems just one game at a time and he just bats any questions away about oh is that the title going to be done he takes his I think he'll be putting so much focus on the importance of beating Kilmarnock and I just I just don't see how Kilmarnock over 90 minutes better is unless we have a terrible off day I mean I'd like to think we we win our next kind of few games and that's it obviously semi-finals is the big one um, he might rest players against uh, Motherwell, but if you're resting Maida, you're bringing in Haksabanovic. If you're resting Kyogo, you're bringing in Oates. No, if you're, you're bringing in young guys or, or poorer players, you're bringing in real quality. So, um, no, massive credit to Angie and the team, especially the likes of John and Kyogo. And I thought I'd, I'd need to mention Alistair Johnson. Um, I don't know why I just turned him right away three months since he's miles better than Juranovic because Juranovic is a very, very good player, but um, he's been unbelievable. He's got great dig. He's a very good football player. 
and he just seems to get it. I know that's kind of cliche, but he, I thought he was just great. He reminded me a bit of a Kieran Tierney performance. He was just flying into everything, but he had that. It wasn't as if he was just flying in for the sake of it. He was making great tackles. He was full of passion, and, he, and he's a right good player. So I thought he was just superb. Again, Big Obney came on, does what he, he does best. He, he took Burnaby through. He was very strong. And Burnaby was trying to pass to answers on a postcard. No idea. He should have he should have sealed the deal and sent sixty thousand to Aden Argentina. But um, no, overall I'm delighted. I mean, Michael Beals done nothing about talk about him since he came in, and he's beaten them a grand total of zero times. He fucked up a cup final with his team selection. He fucked up a potential cut in the gap to six points with his subs. And then on Saturday's team just fell to bits and kept making stupid mistakes. And we were right there to punish them for it. So, um, aye, I think um, as much as we won the great, the team deserve a lot of credit. We've won every domestic home game this season um, and we're, we're on track for a few records. But as I says already, it's very much send on Kilmarnock and we'll take it for there. I definitely. I think that it was the the best we've played, but I, I think the main thing on Saturday was that we even even when we were only a free flowing best, like a lot of the success we had was due to the relentless sort of pressing we've got from uh, this Ange team. Like you've got guys like Hugo and Jota and just everybody in the team who's always there hassling people. Like uh, first goal, as you say, well obviously Kyogo had won disallowed for offside early, and then. Uh, there was the Morelos one, which I think it's a foul. I think I've seen them given against Celtic. I think depends what angle you want to watch. If you want to like create a narrative either way, because there's clearly clearly they're both at it. But at the same time, there's angles that show Morelos has a clear push at Alistair Johnson, so it is a foul. And as you say, the reaction to it has just been ridiculous. And I think if you'd asked anybody coming out of Celtic Park on Saturday, what they thought of the game and how they thought the referee uh, done. I think he'd, he'd be hard pressed to find anybody, uh, any Celtic fan that was impressed by Clancy because I thought he was terrible as well. I thought he, he seemed to break the play up for them the whole time. He would give them every sort of every time they'd hit the deck, they seemed to get a foul. Uh, you you mentioned that they seemed to just I think you put it in a group chat. They'll sort of cross the ball and cross your fingers and hope for the best. That's that was their sort of game and playing for set pieces, as you say, very similar to like an Aberdeen or a Hibs or a Hearts, where they just come and that's where they, where they look to get their success. And we just we overcame it like as we have like every time at home this season. We've got a flawless domestic record. That's uh, sixteen wins at sixteen league games. It's incredible. We've obviously got Motherwell before the split and then another two home games in the league. It'd be quite a feat to win every home game and I think this team's well capable of it because uh, as I say like the first goal you, you're getting credit to Matt O'Reilly I've been probably more critical than most and I know he has taken a lot of pelters the last few weeks uh, like more widespread but I, I, as usual I tested on Saturday morning I was desperate for him to start I thought he'd give Mary a balance uh, to the midfield and I thought he did stand up and was very good and especially that first half as you say it's his driving determination that sets go up for the opener and I think especially like the impact he had when Aaron Moy uh, who was just back for injury clearly wasn't at his best like I think there was times Times in the first half where I know Moy's never the quickest player, but there was one occasion when he was robbed by Tillman and he just he seemed to just be a bit lackadaisical and sort of caught on the ball that time. And I think in general there was a few that didn't he, he really play to the, the, the standards of setting. I even called guys like Carter Vickles in that. I know he defended well enough, but I thought his passing especially was pretty poor. He, there was a few times he seemed to pass it direct to. Rangers players and I think that sort of like in years gone by when you've seen guys like Ayer and Van Dyke at Celtic where I think maybe Starfelt and Carter Vickles could potentially improve in future when you have got better teams who are sort of pressing you higher and cutting the gaps like that's when they should look to maybe bring the ball out a bit more I think that would be sort of my only criticism of the defence uh, and 
like they obviously get the equaliser just before half time. It's I don't think Hart can do much. It's he's walls well beaten and the the way the ball's put in it's just under the crossbar. It's a pretty decent free kick and uh, a bit like I think uh, Tavernier got his hundredth goal, but thankfully the two he got on Saturday, much like most of his uh, goals for Rangers, didn't count for much in the end. But we don't really come out in the second half and respond because I think maybe the last 10-15 minutes of that first half uh, they sort of were coming in a bit more and that wasn't because they were playing excellent football they were I think Celtic just won their tip top best and every team's going to have that sort of spell uh, like you mentioned guys like Raskin and Cantwell I thought Raskin was absolutely anonymous like we speak about getting guys like Johnston and Owen to replace uh, Jack and Marcus and Juranovic before they go they seem to have got Raskin in uh, to replace Lundstrom before he's left because he seems to be their new kid on hard man that just stares at people and it was quite incredible he was the one that was they were bigging up for coming out of Celtic Park and staring at people and I know where, where have we seen that before we a kid on Hardman, I thought that Cantwell just seemed to think he's a bit of a ticket. He was sort of went in late and Greg Taylor. I thought it was a terrible tackle. I know he got booked for it. Uh, but the second he get, took a few knocks, same with Tillman, I thought they just disappeared out of the game and were never really impacting us in any sort of detrimental way. And as I say, the the, the two later goals, the second and the third goal, like a lot of a lot's been made, like people saying, oh, it's Davis's error and then Suter's error, but the errors don't occur if it's not down to Celtic pressing the full game and Kyogo and Jota being the ones and Matt O'Reilly uh, for the uh, second one as well and Jota being on the byline like it's, you're forcing them into the mistakes and now you can call them errors for them but they're, they're only happening because we're immediately pressing them and we, look we probably should have kept the game a bit more comfortable when we went 3-1 up but I, I know Johnston some people are blaming Alistair Johnston for the setting goal but I think he's just he's already on Morelos at that point and I think it came through their corner eh, just before it and that's why Tavernier sort of floated in at a back post and eh, somebody should be picking him up you're right but I, I don't think anybody was massively blamed definitely no Alistair Johnson I thought he was as you say absolutely solid and apart from one slack pass to Ryan Kent later on I thought he was he was just brilliant and as, again as you say we should have been more comfortable Burnaby just sort of got a bit of a nosebleed and uh, when he should have made it 4-2 and sealed it but we, we did see it out and we're absolutely 99% of the way there to two in a row under Ange and we've got two games before the split where uh, if results go away we could we could seal it before the split but Whenever we do, I think this team's just so set on achieving their own records and look, we're on course for 109 points if we win every game and hey, we're on 98 league goals as well. As I say, we've got that flawless home record in the league as well. It's just, it's really a stunning season we're having again and all credit to Angie and the players and I think the best, the best thing to come out of Saturday is that they've they've blamed everybody apart from themselves and they've sort of the, the 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 Rangers fans and managers and players refusal to accept that we're just a better team and outplayed them is gonna lead to them with a sort of false sense of confidence again for the semi final and hopefully we they show them up again and uh, get her into an R Cup final on the ranch. But uh, Danny as as we're saying, uh, another massive game, another a time when this team stepped up and really shown that they are up to the task and that there's no real stopping this team when they're in not even at their best but just how how difficult a task it is to uh, overthrow Celtic at the moment Oh it's a monumental task I think you two have pretty much covered that I mean Andy just spectate for the rest of the show but no I probably agree with what you have said about the game I, I mean, I was very drunk watching the game, and I couldn't. When I woke up on Sunday morning, I couldn't believe. I kind of missed all the narrative after the game because, you know, obviously we were getting drunk. But when I got up on Sunday morning, I couldn't believe what I was reading about just for their fans on Twitter. And it, this is where they go horribly wrong, and they they've got no self awareness because. Celtic, well, quite obviously not their best, right? But you can turn around and say, well, Rangers pressed well in the first half, and that's kind of true to, to an extent. But then if you, then on the other hand, they're saying, ah, but we gave them two goals, but they'll not acknowledge that Celtic pressed Rangers. I mean, look at the, the sort of mistake. It comes through the fact that he looks up and he sees Jota, uh, he sees Kyogo coming towards him, 
and he knows that Jota and Maeda are probably no far behind and he just completely panics and plays a horrible pass. Um, and Davis, for the second goal, he knows that Jota's coming in and, I mean, he should have just let it go for a corner, but, well, you know, thankfully for us he didn't he? but I thought it was a very, I thought it was an end-to-end game that had very, very low in quality. Um on both teams, but we we've got too many good players that will no punish teams if they're slack, and we don't really get punished ourselves. Um, which is why we're the best team and we're going to win the league again. But I thought the first half, the first twenty minutes, the thing about when Kyogo scored, Crocker said Rangers have been so good yet they've been behind, and I thought, oh, what game is it? Is it are the Rangers deserve credit for not being free nothing done in the first twenty minutes? Is that? Oh, it is, and the way that they've been going on, and Tony kind of mentioned it about being like an Aberdeen or than United, that's exactly what they've become. It, it's almost like we say we'd beat Aberdeen 3-2 at Parkhead, and the manager comes out after the game and says, oh, I thought we deserved a draw, and, you know, if things had went our way, you know, we might have got away with a, a point, and that's the way they've been going on. And it's, I mean, it's quite encouraging for us, actually. Um, because if they can't beat us on an half day, if we turn up, then we'll do some serious damage to them in the semi-final. But I just thought it, I just thought it was a really poor game and quality. And three two sounds like a further, but it was anything but really. You know, I mean, I thought it was a foul. Uh, I thought Morelos fouled Johnson. It's, it's no, it's no quite a, it's not like a bookable offence or a blatant foul, but he shoves him right in front of the referee, and they keep showing the same angle. But yet, the one angle which shows him shoving Johnson in front of Kevin Clancy, who's looking straight at it, which completely explains why the, the foul was given, they just seem to brochure it and say, oh, Johnson, because they put how many... I mean, Rangers fans were... Uh, fans, Rangers players were doing it to Celtic players up the other end as well. And they were getting fouls in. And there's a thing about the second half where I think it's Johnson's got a grip or something in the box, and he was very lucky not to give away a penalty. But... That happened five or six times up the other end as well. And I just like the narrative about Clancy's just bonk bonkers. He did everything but put the ball in the net for Rangers. And some of the decisions that he made, I mean he booked Carter Vickers after seven minutes, which was just a horrible decision. Um even leading to even leading to that booting, he 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 just watched his Cantwell foul wink it was Taylor and he got away with it. I mean, the, the, he gave a free kick to Rangers at the end, which was just <laughs> always on his knees, like, pulling out the way, and I think it was Kent just went down and he gave a foul. There was umpteen corners that Celtic still got that they never got, um, and he, he kind of broke up the play, and their game plan, as you've mentioned, is just put the ball into the box and see what happens, and I thought Celtic's first goal was, was, was a great move. O'Reilly played really well. He was one of the few players that played really well, him and Johnson, I thought, were really good for Celtic. Um, and Kyogo's just, I mean, Kyogo's just brilliant. And I mean, they, they were they were making up all these jokes online about how he'd never scored against them. And then he's 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 completed the treble against them. He scored at Parkey, Dybrooks and Hamden on three consecutive games. Um, two in a cup final against them. I mean, he's really turned into a heartbreaker for them. And, uh, and then they hit back with an equaliser. It was a great free kick. You can't really take it anyway. I thought it wasn't he right in the corner, so you can maybe look at how it was his positioning a wee bit off. But you sometimes you just need to put your hands up and say it was a good strike. Um, and then the second half, but you always had the feeling, and even though when you're nervous at these games, I always had the feeling that Celtic were going to go on and win the game. You always felt, you know what, if, if it comes down to it, we've got too many good players not to put a passage of play together. We've got too many good players on the bench to bring on that they'll not create a chance or that they'll not force one over the line or you know, we've just you've just get that confidence in the team because they've done it time and time again. Um, and you know, Moy I thought was really poor. Um, and when he came off and a while went on, we seemed to have a lot more balance in the team. We actually seemed to set them up a wee bit, set up a wee bit further forward in the midfield or a wee bit too deep in the midfield. I thought um, O'Reilly kind of battled away the whole game. I thought I thought Taylor had an alright game. I thought Carter Vickers and Staffel were quite poor. Johnson was was man of the match quite. You know, it's mad that he's opposite right back scored twice, but I thought Johnson was far and away the best player in the park. 
Um, and his pass, I know Kyogo was offside, but his pass for Kyogo's offside goal was, was brilliant as well. It was perfect for Kyogo just to run on it. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole team, but you know, the players like Jota and stuff, they don't need to have good games. Kyogo, they don't need to have good games to affect them. Whereas you look at their team and they really do need to play well to affect the game. Um, and I think that's just the, the class that we've got above them. I kept hearing about this Raskin and he had a couple of neat passes in the game, but when it came to it, he was never, I think he had the fewest touches of every outfield player, in the, which is just, in a midfield, in a Celtic Rangers game, is just criminal. You can't, you cannot claim he's played well, if that's the fact, about a derby game in the middle of the park. When, and you know, the, the, the thing about Clancy is they're, they're running out of excuses, you know, and it was Geo in September, it was the fact that, you know, Bill hasn't made a signing yet in January when they threw away the lead late on against us. It was if it was because he never played his signings in the cup final, and now it's it's another excuse and it's growing tiresome. They just know they just don't want him at the Celtic. They're a good team, and you know the the league's probably is one probably one that you know you never want to say uh, for sure because we've seen it before. But the way that we are playing, I can't see us losing four games. It'll, it'll need to be five with a goal difference, and them winning them all um, because as much as they've been scraping by they, they've been scraping by teams and their fans are telling you how bad they've been and then when they come up against us and they don't I mean they're push about XG I can't remember the one genuine chance that I can remember and it was when the ball fell to Morelos and he scraffed at it and Hart threw it for a corner I can't remember them having any other chances they're sharing a picture on Twitter of Kent he should have put through Barelos, I think, and he, he just doesn't pass the ball or whatever. But that doesn't count for it if they don't get a chance away, so I don't know why they're sharing that. It's just some sort of thing to beat Celtic with. Um, and even that Morelos chance, that's just, we've turned him into a pot shot at Hope Merchant. This is a thing that's, that's psychological with him and us, and it's been happening for the last four years. Every time he gets the ball and he just wants to get a shot of it, it doesn't matter where he is, he just wants to score against us and it's actually been really detrimental to them. Um, and then you see Kyogo, ball falls to him in the box, he takes a touch back to goal, sets himself, puts it in the net um, and, and there you go. And then and the difference, between, the call from class between the two teams is staggering and they can, you know, I heard that if we were rattled and Rangers were very good, then how good were Celtic to beat them 3-2? And even at 3-2, I never felt that we were going to throw it away. And if, even if they would have nicked an equaliser, even with five five minutes or less left, I always had a feeling that Celtic would got a part and score again. So yeah, I'm just glad to get the win, glad to go 12 clear. I was delighted that we beat them. I was delighted that Bill lost a league game because he's been, they've been doing my and you know, they're talking about winning the league for now on in and well, you know, that will be for now on in now. Um and you know, just really tiresome and, and players like can't wear and that and like Tillman, I called it out in the September game with Tillman. He spent most of that game trying to get himself sent off. He wants no part in these games. He wants no part in them and it's it's pleasing for us because we've got players that relish the big occasion. You look at Johnson and they just love it. He just wants to get tore in and watch some of his tackles were brilliant now and um, the one the first half where he slid he was actually quite early and going to ground but he won the ball cleanly and it started an attack and then you just see players like Campwell and Campwell took a dunt half Taylor and then he wasn't seen for the rest of the game um, and, and Tillman who you know they always make excuses for him and I, I, they've probably made new ones I don't know I've, I've as Tony said, there's only so much you can read of them before you, you do question your insanity. But that nah, was a very pleasing win, Dan, and they can now look forward to like counting down the wins to clinching two in a row and a mere automatic spots to Champions League. But as the nature as 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 here, the next big game in the, in the Scottish Cup is is going to be huge. Now. Just to be shout out in the pod this week for anybody that might still be struggling with a recovery after the weekend celebrations. Good friends of the podcast over at Soul Sweets is the place to be for any cold water therapy or infrared sauna treatment. For anybody that doesn't know, it's been shown recently to sort of help alleviate stress and aid any physical recovery along with a range of other benefits. So 
what we would suggest is you can find them on Instagram at soulsweets underscore ek or on their website soulsweets.co.uk. The guys there are brilliant, they'd be happy to get you booked in or answer any questions, queries, anything like that. Um, and also if you take a look on their Instagram particulars, you can see exactly sort of what it is, how it helps you. There's a lot of feedback for people who have already tried it and their experience. We'll post our stuff on our Twitter and our um, Instagram just to direct anybody there that's wanting to have a wee look by. The guys there over at Soul Suites have recently opened and we said we'd give them a wee shout um, because it's, it's something which we'd obviously think some people find beneficial. So I check the guys out and thanks for listening. Definitely and we'll have a proper preview of that in a few weeks. Uh, I don't think Andrew Dwan is speaking about that I know. Uh, Andy, just before we move on, we've all spoke a bit about Saturday, so anything else you want to add who are your standouts for it? As Danny said, that's now from somebody who was, even, I think even a Rain fan, some of them were questioning, uh, would Kyogo finally start scoring against Rangers? And people wanted Jack and Marcus and the likes starting ahead of him, but as Danny said, that's now five goals in three games, and he's done it at Celtic Park, he's done it at Ibrox, he's done it at Hamden. How impressed were you with him and Celtic in general on Saturday? I agree with a lot of the points that have been made. Kyogo's, I, I think he's, sort of, he's real quality shining through, um, particularly in these games. And I think a lot of it, a lot of the time, it's like, see, to be fair, even during the game, I mean, saying at half time um, to the boy I was sitting next to, it, it's, I feel as if we could still give him more service, um, particularly against the two fucking diddies at the head of the back. Like, Honestly, with better service, I just feel Kyogo could score even more against them. Um, he, he's just, he's, he really is a level above. Um, I know somebody already touched on it, but O'Reilly, I was, I was delighted for O'Reilly. Um, his performance, I thought, was was the best he's played in a game against them. Um, for for the cutback for the goal as well was, uh, he's got that in his locker. It really does, um, and it's obviously made about bringing that out a bit more often. Um, but I thought he was he, he was tremendous at times during the game, um, and doesn't does deserve a mention because I mean I've even been critical him at points this season as well. I think he's he's still young, I think he's still only twenty one, twenty two. So I mean, obviously that's going to happen. He's obviously only had a um, a season or whatever it is, um, maybe two MK the ones prior to that when he would have been sort of eighteen, nineteen coming up here. There's, there's still a lot to learn in his game, and, and you're seeing him. Pack up. I think he's got a fucking stupid amount of assists this season. I can't even remember how many it is. Um, I think it's north of 10 anyway. So double figures assists. Um, but one of your midfield three is brilliant. Um, and, and the league's not done yet. So he's only going to keep improving. But that was massive for him. Um, and you're, you're seeing a bit of dig about him here and there as well. When a day is, I, I was just delighted for O'Reilly with that performance. Um, I, th- I thought he's, he's deserved it. It was... For a while, particularly against them, we've spoken about it for long enough. Um, it was probably just because the state we were in at the time, we were begging just about every time we played Rangers, saying surely Ryan Christie's due a good performance against them or a goal against them or something. And needless to say, he was consistently shite. Um, and it started to feel a bit like surely O'Reilly will play well against them this time. And um, I, was, I was buzzing when it, when it finally happened for him um, and things started to come off. But... Uh, I don't know. For the first 10 minutes, I thought they pressed reasonably well. But again, it's, I'm much more confident in the terms of how we play and the way that the team go about is that we don't become rattled by it. We, we still sort of stick to the principles. Um, and players will still look, even when the crowd get a bit edgy, which it's a fucking still forever be a big frustration. I mean, when the crowd start fucking, you're almost aiding the press at that point. Or a shooting through the teeth every every time somebody plays a backwards pass, but we sort of stick to the guns. And you see, after that sort of shocking off first ten minutes of the game, we settle in. Obviously, we get a goal that gets chopped off, but um, once we settled into the game, we get into a rhythm a bit. But they were always going to come out like that. That's that, that, that's really all they had. Um, and I thought we'd done well to sort of navigate through that. And then we grew into the game. I thought Moy, I mean, I'd have been fucking taking him off the first 10 minutes after I, how I seen he was play, playing, funnily enough. But half time, I was surprised he came out for the second half. He, he just didn't look up to the speed of the game. He didn't look fit. He looked as if he was almost playing a bit lethargic. 
lethargic, sorry, and a bit injured. Um, everything he was doing was slow. Just passes weren't coming off. I thought quite a lot was breaking down with him. Um, and that's no single him out. Adam been, been fucking brilliant for long enough this season, but coming off of been out for what, a couple of weeks now, injured, getting flung back into that game, it was maybe just a bit too soon. Um, but I've no doubts that once he gets up to speed again, he'll, he'll be probably one of the first names in the team sheet once more. But I, I thought we were sort of breaking down a wee bit there. Um, and I thought it was one of the wasn't he one of the best games that Carter Vickers had, but I thought Starfield, I can't even see what one is it was that said it there, but I actually thought Starfield played pretty well. Um, there was a few times he showed his turn of foot. I thought, for more often than not, he just bullied Morelos. Um, it's, just, it's always the same. He looks awkward in the ball, and I think people see that as a sort of something to, something to bash him with, but he didn't do anything daft and listen, no, no being stupid and getting the ball away doesn't make, make it a good performance but I thought what he'd done he'd done really well um, I thought there was phases where we were poor but I mean their two goals come from what, a free kick that he's fucked barn in and somebody peeling away at the back post neither of them are the day we either the two centre halves really um, they'd have been picking up other people in the box but I, I thought Starfield done done pretty well um, Yota as well, he had a couple of moments of brilliance, he was obviously coming through getting swapped left and right at times during the game um, probably wanted to see a bit more of Maida going by uh, Tavernier at right back I thought we were just a bit slack at sometimes with a ball in to play in behind, maybe thought would be a bit too cute with it but I thought, I, I can't even don't want to mentioned it as well, when after we get by that initial sort of 10 minute spell and then we, we grew into the game, we started enforcing our press on them and you've seen the real difference between the two. They reverted to type. They just reverted straight back to just fucking batter the ball, get it high, get it wide um, and go for there. They are glorified crossing merchants. They always have been. Um, but it's nothing that we don't know. Um, we need to set up to deal with that. Um, but I, I thought the referee just fucking lost the run of the game, but I, I'm not going to talk about fucking conspiracies and all that shit. The refs are just fucking brutal. Like, they're just completely brutal. They, um, half the time, I don't think they understand the rules of the game, but there's no common sense use whatsoever. Um, I think it was what, um, two minutes after the, we restarted for the second half and three of your centre midfielders were booked. And McGregor, O'Reilly and Moy. Um, I think if you added the, the time that it took for all, all three of them to get booked, it be about 10 minutes. But I think that tells you everything because some of the th- stuff that bookings were getting dished out for in one minute was fucking scandalous. But OK, if that's how you're going to referee a game, that's fine. But that then means every time there's a tackle, which is the same, then that, that's going to equate to a booking as well. And that just doesn't happen. So the ref is just honestly fucking losing the run of the game at times with stuff like that. Um, there's just a complete lack of consistency. Uh, with corners that are getting given the wrong way, throw-ins fucking getting given the wrong way, which just stupid. There was one which he overruled. Um, I can't remember what half it was in, but he overruled the linesman as well. Um, when the linesman's got a better view, it's just constant fucking ridiculous calls for referees. Um. I don't know if it's the way to try and get in for themselves in these games or something. Or I can't even understand it, but they're just fucking terrible at their job. It's, it's really as simple as that. They're just terrible at their job um, on both ends. I, I, I think there's terrible decisions given either way. I think we'd be fucking mental to say otherwise. But, I mean, they're all absolute moon howlers, so I'm really no surprise the shite they're coming away with. But, I mean, most of their team didn't really want anything to do with the game. Tillman couldn't get off the park quick enough. Barisic wanted off the park and all. I forgot Ryan Jack was playing till somebody told me after the final whistle and I was sitting in the pub about two hours later. Um, Cantwell offers them nothing and again Raskin was to be the the saviour. Um, that was the excuse last time he wasn't there and needless to say he'd done absolutely fuck all. Walked about like a hard man and get laughed at with McGregor. That was pretty much the long and short he's, he's day at Parkhead but I, it's, I think the quality showing through. Um, but part of me, I don't know, I think it's obviously ahead of the, the cup the cup game against them, and that's obviously something we will, we will talk about when we preview that game. But 
just to sort of get a talking point and move on to the next turn. I feel as if, again, I'm coming away for the game and don't get me wrong, I'm saying we were that bad and you couldn't beat us. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm saying that a bit too much. Like if you kind of beat us like this, you're never going to beat us. And that's all right in a league where you're going into the game and you're nine points making it 12 ahead. But it just worries me again get into that cup game. Um, I, I just want to see us lift it a bit because we are that much better than them. We do have that much more quality than them. I just feel sometimes you almost get dragged into their level a wee bit. Um, like that game should have been out of sight, out of mind, that there was the Burnley Bay chance. We obviously, we, sorry, we spoke about it, but there was other chances just to bury it. Um, and I thought even if they scored the first goal, the pressure started to really ramp up and we dominate a lot of possession. But... I just feel as if it's all too often. I mean, the last game we beat them 2-1 and then before that, the two each. But that's what, three in the trot now, really, where we've probably come away from the game saying, fuck, we weren't that great, but you couldn't beat us. And I just think that you throw enough shit at the wall, so I mean, it's going to stick. But I hope that, that we, we don't end up sort of eating our buds when we come into that cup game. And I don't want to put a dampener on it. It's just something to, obviously, if you come on and talk about that. I know we're that much better than I just love us to really go and stamp that authority. Um, and we we obviously were talking about the, the last game we both played the Mybrooks in the league. Whether it's in the cup or in that, like, I, I want it I want us to really ramp it up and, and show how good we are and no let them get close and all this shit to hang on to like, just pat them right back in their place is what I want to see. I of course think everybody's wanting the sort of bigger margins, and I think, as you mentioned, the chances with the guys like Burnaby and that, and even what, a few other chances we had, and even in the cup final, you look at misses from like Haxabanovic and uh, Matt O'Reilly that day as well. It could have been a different story. I think the one sort of positive I would take from what you're saying is the fact that I don't think, look, don't get me wrong, I don't think Saturday we were as poor as we were in the game at Ibrooks in January. I think out of the three games we were by far, that was our worst performance and they still couldn't beat us. I think the fact that we're still coming through these games and I think it was Danny mentioned that I think we've got too many good players to nobody really dig ourselves out of a hole if we're ever put in that sort of predicament and it, it remains to be seen as you say, like the, the cup game especially, like it's going to be a one-off game. We obviously uh, lost the Scottish Cup semi-final to them last year and if we're not at it then as as much as they're, they're not going to win the league and they're not, I think everybody knows that Celtic's a better team than them like, they, they do have enough quality that if we we do have that much of an off day there is always that chance but uh, aye, it's just something that we'll, we'll come to in a few weeks when we discuss it and just on Starfield I agree with you I thought that Starfield especially I thought he I thought he maybe dug out Carter Vickers a, a few times in terms of getting him out of a hole. Uh, I thought that he was definitely the better centre-half on Saturday. And quite amazingly, I was just looking up there, I think that's 51 league games in a row unbeaten for uh, Starfelt when he's been playing it. I think you know, he missed the St Mirren game earlier in this season. And he need to go back to Ibrooks in the first derby and, and just first season for the last time Starfelt was beaten in the league as a Celtic player, so I think for somebody that is often credited as being a liability, and some people still don't trust him an awful lot, I think that just shows how important he is to the defence, but Tony will move on to this weekend, Celtic the second last game before the split uh, they go to Rugby Park and search another three points closer to the title last time we were at Rugby Park you were that impressed with Kilmarnock that you went and bet them to finish bottom of the league a year do you still think they're that bad if they lived up to that sort of expectation and what are you expecting from this weekend I think they're that bad the only issue with that bet is Dundee United and Ross County might actually be worse but I think it's still got half a chance Dundee United uh, get a good late winner against Tibbs so Kelly could still definitely finish bottom especially if we give them a doing this weekend and hopefully hamper their goal difference. I think it was you who told me they've, they've got the worst goal difference. I just saw it was about half an hour ago in the pod. Danny mentioned Kyogo completing the hat-trick of scoring into Rangers at Ibrook Parkhead in Hamden. And I just remembered when I was on the, the follow-follow thread, um, follow-follow thread, which I do, I must admit, I read it far too much. I should really get my cellar account. Um, there was a thread after the cup final saying that that's Morelos joined the 
the band of people that have scored any Celtic at all these different locations. So it took him six years to do and it's saying he'll go three games. So I just I just found that really funny that I think I think he's um I think he might have the same amount of Derby goals as Kent Morelos combined. They've been here since two thousand and seventeen and eighteen. So uh, uh good fun. Um I would like to think we can beat Kilmarnock. I went to the game we beat them 5-0 and I thought they were absolutely atrocious. They still had a big laugh at me at the time and I couldn't even abuse that guy. I just laughed at how fucking bad he was. I think he's been sacked now or he's been let go and he's away back at Hingy Maybe at Linfield. That just seems like a perfect place for him to be. Um, I'd like to think they can win. I think they'll probably get back to winning as well. They'll beat all the other shite. That's uh, the only thing for next season. It'll probably be a closer race just due to them beating all the garbage teams. So, yeah, I, th- I think we'll win 3 now. Um, I think the big fella will just be determined to just keep up this form and um, get that league one as, as soon as possible. Yep, definitely. Uh, Danny, what are you expecting? Would you be making any changes to the team? Obviously, Sunday got a lot of praise on Saturday. When he came on with Tomoki Iwata, would you be looking to bring him in, or is it a case of getting more minutes in Aaron Moyes with the approach of semi-final? I don't really know. Um, I'd probably be trying to get Moy for match fit for the semi-final. Um, so I would keep him in the team. I just think they need to get Hattati back. I, I, I mean, we seem to, everybody seems to have glossed through it, and I was guilty as myself, but... After about 20 minutes, 25 minutes on Saturday, it was so apparent how much we missed Hattati and, you know, we miss his, the positions that he takes up and the way that he can hold on to the ball and the way that he moves the ball. And I, I thought that, that we really, really did miss his his ability on Saturday. Um, so I would hopefully he can be fit. Um, I hope it's nothing serious with him because it, that would be a big letdown. Um, and it... Sunday, I'd like to see Hak Sabanovic get a run in the team. I, I think, and don't get me wrong, I love him, and I think he's he's a great teammate, he's a great um, football player. I just think Maeda's been a bit quiet for the last couple of weeks, and I'd, I'd like to see Hak Sabanovic come in and get a start. Um, I just, I think at the minute Hak Sabanovic, I'm kind of more confident in him doing something than Maeda at the minute. I think Maeda was flying when he came back for the World Cup, but I think since the, the Cup final, he's been. He's been on the quiet side, and I still think he's a, he's a brilliant player, but I just thought he was a wee bit, just a wee bit off it on Saturday. He still stretches him, you know, he, he's a bit like Sinclair in a way, where it doesn't matter if he's playing well or not, he'll always keep the, the other team honest. He, you know, he's a workhorse, but I'd like to see Haxabanovic get a run, and, um, and hopefully Abada can get back fit as well, because he, he's another big player uh, for us. Um, and I, I can't see too many changes. I'd maybe bring a lot in for O'Reilly and, and just try and, and kind of settle in and get Moy back to full fitness and I would bring Haxabanovic in and I'd love to see O getting a start as well but Kyogo's just playing so well he's still scoring every week it's very difficult to drop Kyogo because he just keeps scoring so and you don't really want anybody kind of going to fault out before the semi-final so I wouldn't make too many changes there's still a league to be won and you know, we're closer than we were last week, but you know, it's not as if we can take our foot off the gas, and there's nothing in the in the, you know the two years of advantage coming up for that would suggest that he's looking to take his foot off the gas. So, um, no, I, I don't think there'll be too many changes. Maybe one or two, um, maybe Burnaby might come back in, but for Taylor, I, I don't know. But I, 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 maybe two at the max. Andy, what about you? Is there anybody you'd be looking to uh, make changes with? I know Danny's mentioned Rio Hattati. I don't know if the pitch at Kilmarnock is the sort of best one to bring your players that are just back from injury and I would maybe see him maybe missing an hour week or as Danny said, we don't know the full extent of his injury. It might not even be in the question, but what would you be? how would your midfield look on Saturday, Sunday? I think the game is, isn't it? Aye, Sunday, 12 o'clock, I think it is. Um, I'd agree, it's probably not, it's just not, just not the surface you want where anybody um, perhaps struggles with injuries or just coming back for an injury. It's a fucking mess of surface. So no one is sitting. Go over it. We all know it's a fucking mess. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't want to um, 
risk him for that, and I completely agree with what's been said about that. Hitati, we, we missed him massively in that game. Um, it's it's everything that he does. I've waxed lyrical fucking for long enough on here about him. Um, about how I think he's the best player in the country, and I, I, I stand by that wholeheartedly. And I think he could go as far as he wants in the game, but I we, we miss him. Um, but really, I, I wouldn't risk him there. Um, I would just be working away in, in Lennox Town and doing everything we could to get him back um, in some capacity, at least for that game. But I think Iwata's probably got a good shout of coming in um, if, if we're all sort of serious about it. I mean, he played the 90 against Ross County and I thought he changed quite a bit. I mean, we scored two goals after he came on um, at the weekend. And I thought he's got a calmness about him. He's one of the players that he... Similar to Hitati in a way, Hitati's very good at it as well. It almost the play and when, when they receive the ball, it's almost as if they've got a yard or two more than anybody else who receives the ball in that position or a similar position. But that's about the way they take up the space and how they occupy the space. But it's it's impressive to watch because they constantly and they never they don't even fucking blink under pressure. Um, Iwata and Hitati, they're, they're both the exact same. Um, and I think I don't know I think he could potentially if, if he keeps getting more game time I think there's an argument for that, that he's really sort of playing his way into the team because I thought he had a good 90 minutes um, against Ross County and then when I thought when he came off the bench he'd done really really well Um so I think if he starts he could, you really could see him sort of trying to claim his spot in the team um, so I think there's an argument there for him and I would agree about Haxabanovich as well um, a player I rate also very highly and I thought Maida he was quiet um, and he has been fairly quiet I, I think he gets a really hard time but I, I think sometimes um, any, any players really can get rotated and can bring other people in when we've got that much quality in the team so I would, the, the other two, I, I don't think we'll make wholesale changes unless there's a, a niggle somewhere of Taylor's. Um, he obviously, he's had his injury problems this season. You maybe want to avoid him in that surface or um, anything like that. But I really think it's Iwan and Haxibanovic. Um Other two, if everybody's, if, if it's the sort of same squad and same levels of fitness that we had at the weekend, um, the other two that I think should be in with a shout again into the team. Um, by Kamarnock are fucking dreadful. Um, that's the problem with a lot of teams in this league. They're just fucking no very good. Um, just a team of hammer throwers, but I there'll be no let up with us. I think we know that long enough now. There's been I just don't we're at the point anyway. We even need to discuss the manager making wholesale changes and turning up and changing five, six, seven players. It's, it just doesn't happen. Um, we're too relentless for that. We're we're too focused to. To consistently keeping their levels as high as they possibly can be, and you do that by playing your strongest or one of your strongest teams. So I think we'll go um, and we'll go and we'll go there with a full mindset, of setting about them the same way we do every other team that we play. I definitely, and I think just the one thing on the sort of team selection, the fact that we are having this sort of week between games, and it is just sort of silencing that a bit because there's just like Danny mentioned that you could uh, you could very easily make a case for Oke in a start but it's just impossible to drop Kyogo at this moment in time like to, I think to, for always start you'd need to find a way to get the two of them uh, playing in the same team and it's, like Kyogo's unless he's he tells Angie he's no fit or he picks up a knock then I don't think there's any way he's no starting at the weekend and uh, I think Haxabanovich he's been He's had a good few weeks now, and uh, when he came off the bench, he seemed to have a good impact. And even Burnaby, like as you mentioned, like he he's another one who's been playing a lot recently. And I know he's still a bit raw at times, but uh, I, I don't think anybody would really be worried if he was playing on Sunday, especially on that pitch. Iwata, uh, I think. I think he will come in. I think he he played well up at Ross County and as you say, we got two goals after he came on. I thought he was a perfect sub when he did at the time on uh, Saturday and I think that uh, 
I don't, I don't know who'll drop out the midfield because, as I say, I think Aaron Moy could do another 60, 70 minutes under his belt to sort of get back to fitness and full match uh, readiness in terms of like for the bigger games we've got coming up. But uh, I agree with what you says, Andy. I don't think Kamalak's very good. As Tony said, they've got a good chance that they still might finish bottom or in one of the relegation places. So I, I'd fully expect us to go there. We're on 98 league goals. I'd like to think we'll get uh, goal 99 and 100 at the least on. Uh, Sunday and then uh, you just go from there as I say you take it one game at a time uh, if we win this game it'll be at the very worst will be 12 points with six games to go and uh, who knows I think they're playing St Mirren this week so not the worst team in the league but you would expect them to still get uh, full points but we can only do what, what's in front of us and that's going to be beating Kilmarnock Tony's already predicted 3-0 I, I think it'll be similar I think it might be 4-0 to Celtic and I think Kyogo's just impossible to keep off the score sheet now so I'll give him a double along with Aaron Moy and uh, the aforementioned Carol Starfield. I think he, he get a goal there in August as well and I think he'll he'll get back on the score sheet and uh, send us another three points closer to the title. Danny what's your prediction? Uh, I think it'll be 4-0 and I'll go for a Kyogo hat-trick and Hacks Abanovich will get there. Andy, you want to round it off? Hey, I'm going to go for... Fuck, I think we'll get him a total down. I, 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 I think they are really one of the worst teams in the league. I think we'll go 5-0. Um, I'm going to say... Hacks Abanovich will be in the score sheet, I think. Kyogo will... In fact, I think there'll be five different scorers. I'm going to say Haxibanovic, Kyogo, O, Yota, um, and Cal McGregor. There you go. Well, that would be very much appreciated if Celtic are able to provide a comfortable victory, as we've all predicted there. Uh, we will be back after that game. Uh, we'll look back at what's happened at Rugby Park and we'll also preview the Motherwell game, which will be the final game before the split but if you've made it this far i know it's been a long episode we appreciate you taking the time to listen uh keep an eye on our twitter and facebook just search for four times a podcast just for all the latest or from us and we will speak to you next week cheers
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 